Uh, there's a relatively speaking new year coming up. And being uh, involved with Tibetan Buddhism, you sort of uh, celebrate a lot of different new years. So this is, a no this is one of the ones, another kind of new year that's coming up. So it's not a real new year. It's a relative new year. And if you hold it to be a new year, then it will have a significance for you, some significance for you. Okay. So usually in a new year, everybody uh, thinks about renewing, everybody thinks about trying to starting over again, trying to get the, the new thing that's coming, the new year that's coming up to, to be, uh, you want to be more engaged, more involved, uh, renew your commitments and things like that. And also some, uh, sometimes people think about uh, uh, cleaning up, cleaning up old stuff, you don't want to carry them into the new year. Okay. So I thought perhaps we could do a, uh, I was going to make it more exciting, like <laughs> bring some fire in here and uh, burn our bad deeds, but, <coughs> but uh, I didn't think too much of it, I didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> I just thought of uh, doing some purification. But we're going to do a purification. Uh, we're going to try to do the real purification. Okay. Uh, what is it that really purifies? Okay, what is it that acts as a real... No, what would be the word? Purifant? Purifant? Purificant. Okay. What would, what would be what, what's the thing that would that acts as what is it? What phenomena acts as what phenomena is a true purificant? Anyone knows? You all know. Come on, tell me. Don't be shy. <laughs> That's a new year resolution, I don't be shy. <laughs> Understanding where things come from? Yes, wisdom. Wisdom is the true it's the real purificant. And you keep hearing uh, or you keep reading uh, that uh, how emptiness or our true understanding of the true nature of reality purifies, is the, real, is, is the thing that really purifies. And you want to start to implement this. Uh, but it may not, after some time it seems like you're not really purifying anything. <laughs> doesn't seem like uh, this this uh, wisdom thing really purifies. So you look for some more extravagant, more uh, powerful way of doing this purification. Maybe there's a mantra. If you say it uh, just once, it will purify all your bad deeds. And, uh, <coughs> or if you say it a certain number of times, at a certain time of the day or ten times of the year, it might help you purify, especially if it's a holiday. If it's a Buddhist holiday, you know, the new, new moon, uh, full moon, it's uh, Buddha's birthday or something like that. Those are the time where, it re it, if you say that mantra, it's really powerful. <laughs> Maybe for some people that might work. Might work, but uh, I've told you before that. Uh, remember. Uh, we made the analogy of wisdom being being like a fire, and so your job is to find that fire, fan it, and then throw 
uh, your bad deeds into it. And not necessarily your bad deed, uh, but more just throw your misunderstanding into it and it burns it. Okay. And how can you make wisdom more intense? How can you make that fire more intense? Uh, the only way to make wisdom more intense is what kind of mind is holding the wisdom, is holding the fire. You can't, you can't really make things more intensely empty. That's not what it means for wisdom to be intense, for intense to be blazing, for wisdom to be blazing. It's not like somehow there's a, a secret way of understanding emptiness that makes emptiness somehow more powerful than some previous understanding. It's the mind that's holding it that makes, that makes the uh, sense of intensity happen. Okay? So keep that in mind. Now how does wisdom act as a fire? How does it, how does it purify? Uh, and what seems to be a practical way of thinking about, okay, I'm having this problem, I need, I need, I, uh, I need to purify this thing, and you think, oh, think of wisdom, and you think, okay, well, what does it say? Well, things are empty. What does it mean things are empty? And then you start thinking that way, and then, okay, you wait for the result. Okay, am I purified? doesn't happen that way. Okay. Now, because you don't really have wisdom yet. When you're thinking about emptiness, what does it mean? You're looking for wisdom. You're looking for the fire. You haven't found it yet. You still have the stick. There's no spark yet, so you can't expect it to burn, to cook, to cook your food for you. Okay. So, those so-called powerful methods, the mantra, the visualizations, the this and that, it's just a way of sort of like capturing capturing the fire, okay, yeah, uh, like you, you, uh, if you have a piece of paper you can catch the fire, if you have a, 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 a dry wood you can catch the fire, okay, if you have, well, you can think, you understand what I'm talking about, okay, so the, sem the, the the visualizations, the powerful visualizations, the powerful mantras are just ways of capturing wisdom. If you don't have the wisdom yet, the mantra will have no effect. Okay. So you must bring some level of understanding of emptiness with your mantra recitation in order for it to have the uh, the the intended effect of, of doing that powerful purification. So it must be able to bring your mind to, a, to a, uh, a powerful state so that when you think about wisdom, then it becomes a, a means of purifying you. Okay. So we're going to uh, um, uh, employ, 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 my God, what's going on? <laughs> I think my mind was too quiet. <laughs> I haven't gone back to the words yet. The words are still dormant. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna employ all those all those things, wisdom, and, and we're gonna bring a sense. We're gonna symbol. We're gonna uh, capture this wisdom in some sort of symbol. And whenever we are relating with that symbol, it's really uh, th there should be uh, a part of your mind that automatically thinks of, automatically uh, a whole sort of recapture or re, 
reenact the experience of the wisdom that, that, you, that, that you have. Uh, it's like uh, if I hold an object in my hand and you don't know what it is, and I say, this is such and such an object. And it's whenever you see it, automatically your mind takes over, oh, this is such and such an object. Okay. So in the same way, but you're not going to create some strange object that you've never seen before. You're going to create an object that you have some familiarity with, but you're going to re-address, uh, you're going to re-ascribe uh, to that object a different meaning. Okay? Okay. So, these are the different, uh, 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 what do you call it? Twigs and, and the, the, these are the twigs and the different, uh, you know, different size of you know, the kindlings, Gender. twigs, kindles, and tinder. Tinder. These are the things that you're gonna need now because if you can't just if you if you ever build a fire in a fireplace, you don't just take a a big log and then you know, take a match to it and expect it to, to to give you fire. Okay, you have to have little things to help the fire. Okay, so in the same way. Uh, you, you need those kinds of things to help with the fire, for the fire of the wisdom to come, to come up, okay? Uh, and these are what you already know already as the four, the four forces or the four, what other ways they have to that, four powers, okay? You already know those things, okay? It's regret, uh, restraint, Restore refuge. refuge. <laughs> okay. Regret, refuge, restore, restraint, and restore. Okay. So these are the four things that you're going to need. Okay. And you can sort of uh, ascribe to help you sort of help your mind catch them. You can give them each a symbol. So that whenever your mind sees the symbol, it automatically either uh, uh, has have the full effect, the full experience of regret, the full experience of refuge. So you don't have to go into your mind uh, over and over and again. Like for example, for refuge, reciting the full uh, the full uh, sentences, the, the, all the words to the Buddha, the Dharma, and Sangha to go for refuge. For now, da, 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 da. what does the Buddha mean? What does the Dhamma mean? What does the Sangha mean? So. And then, w once you've gone through all that, then you have a sense of refuge. So you just want the symbol to just give, automatically bring the sense of refuge. You want the symbol to automatically bring a sense of the other things, okay? Now, I thought it was going to take a short time, but it's going to take a bit longer. <laughs> uh, so, look into your life right now. There's something that's happening that you want to, you don't want to carry into the new year, okay? Something that either a sense of of a, of a obstacle or something that's recurring, that is a, a, something that you don't want, okay? It could be something that's experienced in the mind, the emotion, or something that you experience in the body. There's something that's happening in your mind in your life that is of immediate concern to you, okay? Don't think about uh, some future, some abstract uh, thing, but think something that is really of concern to you, okay? That you want to purify, 
that you don't want to, to exist anymore in your life, that you don't want to carry further in, into the future. Okay? And just thinking about it, just holding on to your mind, automatically there's a sense of, I don't want this anymore. And with that, you want to bring a sense of regret that I did something to bring this into my mind, into my life. I don't know what it was that I did, but I did something. And this is why this thing now exists with me. Okay. And you want to purify it. And you regret whatever you may have done that have brought this into, into, your, into your life. Now for the refuge, now you're going to go back to the sense of the teacher in front of you. Okay. Remember, this is the means to achieve the, uh, the objective of your determination. And now you're determined to get, be free of this thing. You're determined to be free of this uh, recurring event that's nagging your life, holding you back, keeps coming back, keeps ob obstructing you. Okay. You want, to, you want to be free of it. And you have that deep sense of regret. And you have a sense of that sense of uh, conviction that your infallible uh, guide is in front of you, the infallible means of, of taking care of this in front of you. Okay? So you're gonna you're gonna entrust yourself in it. Find within you that you are actually in front of what's gonna help you. Your mind may not be completely convinced of this, but there's some there there, there should be some little part in your mind, if not a big part of your mind, that's holding on to this uh, degree of conviction. And you'll find yourself that little corner and just stay there. That never mind what's happening, what, what else is happening in the other parts of the mind. Okay? There may be a whole army of doubt telling you you're crazy, you're stupid, just imagine this, and there's nobody in front of you, open your eyes. Okay? So don't, don't pay attention to them. Let, 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 let it talk, let it speak, but that little corner of conviction that you have somewhere, just stay there. Take refuge in that little corner of conviction. And, you may, and the way you do it is like every once in a while you may feel it and you hold on to it. It goes away. And then you try to look for it and you feel it and you hold on to it and it goes away. So that's, that, that's, what I, that's, the practical, that's the practical practice. That's what you're going to be doing as far as when, I mean, when I say take refuge in that sense of conviction. Okay? Now, that's the, that's the two of the powers you have there with you. The third power is, a, is the, the power of uh, restraint. Okay? So, if you knew what you did that created this condition, this situation that is, nag that is bothering you, that you, don't want to be, that you don't want to have anymore, if you knew what you did, you would definitely not do it again. So, just hold on to that, to that state of mind. Okay? You, you may not know exactly what you may have done. I don't know. Um, you crossed the street the wrong way. I don't know. You turn your back on, on the image of the Buddha. I don't know. Whatever, whatever it may have been. Okay? So don't worry, don't worry too much about what exactly it may have been. But just have that openness. Whatever it was, it definitely was something that you are attached to. That is, it's a habit that you have an attachment for. It's a habit that you somehow are convinced is going to bring you some benefit, but for some reason it hasn't, but you're, you're still convinced somehow it will bring you some benefit. So just have, just, that is, be open 
that maybe it's the, that wonderful thing that you love to do that you have to stop doing. Okay? Be open to be able to stop doing it. And the way to make your mind really open to that is to go back to just look at the situation that it has, it has actually created in your life. And, and let, that, let, let the direct perception of that create a sense of aversion for it so that whatever path you may have taken that led to it, you would naturally want to avoid that path. Okay? And you may even have to con uh, sort, of con sort of conjole your mind to, uh, to see how sort of uh, undermine that conviction in your mind that this is going to bring you some benefit. You have to undermine it by saying that, no, it doesn't bring me benefit. This is the problem that it, that it always brings me. And then just thinking this back and forth will, have, will give you the openness to restrain or to uh, stop doing things that you're attached to doing. Okay? So that's the third power. Now the fourth <coughs> power, now we're going to bring the power of, of the, uh, the fire of wisdom. Okay? Now you're going to bring the fire of wisdom in, 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 into play. So Ori, you don't need to have a direct perception of emptiness right now, tonight, <laughs> for this to work. Okay? Now you're going to go back again to that sense of the present. And then you're going to find a degree of conviction that the wisdom is there. Okay? And then now you have to completely be open to what this wisdom might be. Don't bring your prejudice as to what this wisdom is, is, is supposed to be. Don't even think that about, oh, it's the, it's the lack of inherent existence of, of, of phenomena. Don't even bring that prejudice there. Okay? It is whatever the true nature of reality is, that's what that is. I don't know what it is yet. I'm told that it's supposed to be the, the lack of inherent existence of lack of inner existence. Okay, that's what I'm told. Okay? So whatever this thing is, whatever the, I'm open to the perception of whatever is the true nature of reality. Whatever it may be. It could be the, it could be the color blue. Okay? It could be ice cream. I mean, the, fun, the fundamental nature of reality could be ice cream. Okay? Just let your mind be completely open to whatever that may be. And it is in that presence in front of you. Okay? And you're going to find that, again, that little uh, corner of conviction in your mind that there is that presence. It is going to help you in an infallible way, definitely. And then it has, it is, it, it is somewhat the very uh, nature of reality, the real nature of reality. Uh, here's a little something else to add to that. Not only is it just the real nature of reality, because when you say that, that might be too broad, too general, too impersonal. Too impersonal? No. What does that mean, impersonal? <laughs> Why? Well, I, I think I'm vague. Did I, did I wake up? I don't know. Too vague. Too vague, yeah. 
So you want it to be, yeah, impersonal. You want it to be very, very uh, personal. You want it to be very, very uh, intimate. Okay? So you think of it as your mind's true nature. So your mind's true nature is what you need to have a direct connection with right now. And because your mind's true nature is such an unbelievable thing, it can, have, it can appear to you as a sense of presence. And that's what, that's what has happened. Because you sincerely are fed up with this situation. You sincerely don't want to continue to experience it anymore. And that very sincerity has somehow connected you with the true nature of your mind. But because of the obscurations that involve, because of the mass army of doubts that you have in your mind, that's why you cannot see it right now. Okay? But it's there. Why? Because you sincerely are fed up. If you're not sincerely fed up, then you're not connected. Okay? You didn't really invoke the mind's true nature to come to your aid. Okay? So, have a sense that you are either invoking your mind's true nature in, what, whatever, what, in whatever form you can have a sense that it's, that it's going to be a real experience. Either you can tell your mind, uh, you can have a sense that your mind takes a, a form, okay? Uh, it could appear as a person, it could appear as a, a symbol, it, it could... Uh, it could be just an understanding, in whatever form that will give you a sense that there's a real connection, there's a real uh, uh, communication going on. Okay, there's something real happening here. Just like if you were to put your hand in, um, if I were to put my finger in that flame, there will be a real experience of burning. Okay, so in that same way, the, your sincerity is bringing you into an uh, a real sense of a contact, a real connection with your, with your mind's true nature. Okay. Now, if you have whatever understanding you have of, no, due to your earlier understanding, okay, whatever, uh, whatever uh, uh, understanding that you arrived at, okay, that you couldn't go any further, okay, okay, you could say, no, lack of inherent existence, okay, you could say it now, okay. Whatever, whatever, you have, whatever understanding you have of that, then you try to hold on to it. Okay. And now we're going to do the rest of the, of the relating with that presence. And what's the final thing that it's going to do is going to purify us. Okay. It's going to uh, remove both the manifestation that we are experiencing and then the seed of, uh, of what is manifesting. By the seed I mean uh, it's not just something that's happening right now and then as soon as right now is over it's, and then the problem is gone. So it's like uh, there's a ripening and there are more seeds to ripen tomorrow, more seeds to ripen the day after that. So you won't get rid of all the seeds you won't get rid of the the the, uh, the very experience of this problem, okay? 
So why do we have form the problem exists, you want to get rid of it? So as you're going to continue to do all those four, <coughs> all, all those four uh, powers, you're going to go back to them, back and forth, back and forth. It's not just you go to one, you let it go, and go to the next one, let it go, go to the next one, and then at the very last moment, when you're to the last uh, review of the last power, then you're trying to just stay with that. So you want to again strengthen the sense of regret, again strengthen the sense of refuge, again strengthen the, the, strength, the, the sense of restraint. You want to continue to, to, to uh, strengthen them back and forth, going back, going back, and going forward, going back, going forward. And as you're doing this, you're going to keep your mind open, your mindfulness, the, one, the same mindfulness I was looking at, the sense of ease that was happening with the body, with the breath, and with the mind. You're going to keep that open to something it's like you're going to wait for the fire to burn the garbage. Okay? And, and you're going to have a, just a sincere, just hold on as strongly as possible to a sincere wish to encounter your mind's true nature. Okay? Just that alone. You're not going to do, uh, don't worry about doing some sort of analysis that's going to bring you some deep understanding. If you naturally find yourself doing an analysis that is, uh, um, what would I say? That is not. That is. That is not. Uh, Sometimes when you do these analysis, it, the analysis feels very artificial. It feels very. You feel disconnected. It's like something that's happening way out there in some other universe that has nothing to do with you. So if the analysis feels intimate, then then allow it to happen. But if your mind is just abstracting, you know, you know, uh, going to traveling from planet to planet without doing anything really intimate, really significant, then don't do, don't do that. Don't do the analysis. Just go back to that very sense, the sincerity of really wanting to get to know, to directly experience your mind's true nature. Okay. And whatever experience you have, whatever sense of uh, uh, what even idea that you may have that of what it may be, don't hold on to that either. Let it go. Okay. I'm trying to say this without scaring you. <laughs> uh, and as you continue to do the truth of that, and your part of your mind is just waiting for something to happen. Okay, there might be, you might experience a pop. Okay? You might, you might experience a pop. I, I, I don't know how, how else to explain, to explain it. When you experience it, you, you, you understand what I'm talking about. Okay? When the pop happens, just stay there in the, in the pop. <laughs> or whatever, whatever came out of that pop, just stay with that. Okay? So you, you could, you could uh, ascribe that to having found the fire. Now you're just holding onto the fire and let the fire do its job of burning, okay? Was that part too abstract? <laughs> it was okay? Okay, all right, I think we have some little bit of time. Good.
and listen to your body when it's communicating to you. Like uh, feeling comfortable or feeling uncomfortable. That's the body talking to you. It's telling you that, uh, hey, the meditation is not going to work here. Or the meditation, yeah, the meditation is working. So, and, and have a sense of allowing the body to let you know what to do. Okay, you're feeling uncomfortable? Okay, what should I do to, 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 be, to be comfortable? Okay. It may, it may be something you may have to do that has nothing to do, that you may not even, that you may think that has nothing to do with making yourself comfortable. Okay. Alright. <coughs> to those. So you don't want the body to be, uh, you know, yelling at you while you're doing this. So first, what are you going to do? Let that be clean in your mind. We're going to clean the house. And if a sense of sincerity of cleaning the house is not strong, just look at the mess. Let the determination to do this purification, let it grow strong within you. And send a quick request to the body, cooperate. This is good for you too. sense of ease of the body, the breath, and the mind, and let the very vividness of this recollection bring you back to that state, at least to some taste of that state. attention back to that sense of presence in the space in front of you. Now you can use the guideline of the preliminaries to strengthen this relating with the sense of presence. Well, you can just answer this question. If you actually encountered someone who you were convinced 
through whatever means that you gain this conviction was going to help you get something that is very important to you, how would you relate with that person? Or you can consider if you were that person and you were going to help someone, how would you like to be related to? Would you like to be flattered? Oh, you're so cute, beautiful, nice hair. So relate with that presence in that way that is real to you. sense of respect, conviction that you are in the presence of a source of aid, a source that will help you, who is eager and happy to help you. some way to express your conviction. And now that you've made this unique encounter, this very significant encounter, you want to make the best use of it. Let your dealings be sincere, pure, honest. Don't offer the universe thinking that you're going to bribe this being to help you. situation that you want to purify and let that bring you to a strong sense of regret and find that corner of conviction and completely trust and completely
entrust yourself in that presence. Then when you're ready, again go to that state of mind, completely willing to abandon whatever path you may have taken that brought this condition into your life even if it's something that you're very attached to. And when you're ready for the fire, bed, and continue to ascribe that this is the nature, true nature of your mind coming to your rescue. And remember to have that mindfulness just watching that same mind that is watching the sense of ease. The analysis comes natural, naturally let it flow, but don't let it go to insignificant abstractions.
presence to the crown of your head as you are contemplating it as being your mind's true nature appearing in some form to purify you by even the regret, the begging and all the different exercises
just be aware of the state in which you are right now. And while within the state now, let your heart go out and just observe the conditions of beings everywhere. Seeing their conditions, how they are struggling, how they are dealing with different kinds of pain. Let this very perception, let it give rise to your, let it awaken your compassion. And let your compassion go out and touch them. And seeing this very experience at your hand, how if they could have some taste of it, it would help them. And just have that strong wish. In this way, touch everyone with this wish. And let the very tranquility that you're experiencing, let it go out to them. Let it bring them the relief that they need. And be aware of the power of the meditation you've just, just involved in and dedicate this power to the achievement of your ultimate goal. attention back to the breath and through the awareness of the breath become aware of the body again starting with the top of the head and try to again have that sense of the, the gross awareness of the breath and of the body or the outer sense of the body yourself fully present here okay if you to go a quick a very very quick recap From the very beginning, 
was asking you to be aware of how certain experiences were bouncing off of each other, enhancing each other. This should continue up to the point where you're doing the meditation. And those different powers, you keep going back to them and they're enhancing the other powers. Okay. The center, what, might, what you might refer to as the center of the meditation is a yearning for the fire, a yearning for seeing, experiencing the mind's true nature. And this very yearning, just let it naturally, if, it, if that happens, let it naturally flow into an analysis. Don't, be, don't force the analysis to happen. Okay, let the analysis sort of organically start to happen. And through that yearning, and if no analysis is happening, so don't worry about that. But just focus on the yearning. And as you're focusing on the yearning, let the strength of the yearning strengthen the, the powers. Let the powers strengthen the yearning. And let the yearning uh, make the sense of ease become deeper. Let, every, every, let every, all these elements play on each other, strengthening each other. Okay? You will have physical experiences or things that appears to be physical experiences. Don't give them too much, uh, too much importance, but don't dismiss them as if they are not completely, un uh, completely unimportant. Okay. <coughs> you may pass out. Don't be, don't, don't let that freak you out. Okay, it's just natural. It's supposed to happen. Okay. Just think of it as, oh, I guess now I'm supposed to. I'm, I'm, I reached the pass out stage. What's next? Okay. Just, just continue, continue, continue. And if any experience becomes too intense for you, too overwhelming for you that you cannot continue forward, then just think of going back. Which, uh, uh, retracting, retracting, retreating. <laughs> What's happening to me? <laughs> Just think of retreating. Okay. Just go backwards to that place where you felt you were you were comfortable. Okay. And if you can continue forward from there, try to continue forward from there. But if you feel like it's just too overwhelming, you need to get up. Don't just suddenly get up. Try to go to a place of comfort and then end the meditation there. Okay. But if you can go beyond passing out and enjoy it, <laughs> there's some more stuff happening. Now before the true nature of your mind happens, the, what is called the relative nature of your mind will dawn. And that will be a beautiful experience, don't get sidetracked by that, don't think that you've reached the goal, the end goal. Okay? Continue forward. Once, well, I don't have to tell you, once, once you get to where you need to get to, you just know that you, you reach there because uh, a transformation will definitely have happened. Okay. And just the yearning itself will, is creating a transformation. Okay. Just the yearning itself. If it's sincere, if all the other parts are true and honest, and if you're relating to the, that presence in a very real way, rather than in a very artificial, not very, but in any artificial way, you know, offer them 
or for the universe, and what does that mean to you, or for the universe? Let that, let that have a real meaning for you, okay? Let the relating be real, okay? So the experience will be real. So it won't be just some abstract experience that you get up and then the next day is just another ordinary day, okay? All right? I think that's enough for a recap. Did you get that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, then. Thank you. Happy New Year. <laughs>